How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes. How we doing? Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And as always, I am your host, Dr. Rob. And once again, my friend, I am excited, happy, filled with enthusiasm, and just appreciate that you are here with me right now tuned in to, to the podcast at Station B.O.B. Before I get started, I'd like to give a shout-out to one of my all-time best friends. He, you know, he listens to the podcast, and earlier today he said, he said, yo, Rob, when are you going to do another podcast? So I, I was inspired by that and excited, and hopefully that's the way you feel too. So I just want to give a shout-out to my, to my boy, Dwayne Johnson, and thank you for your support, brother. And thank you, too, for your support in, in downloading Station B.O.B. As we do our best to bring you the very best content to, for your soul, your mind, body, and soul. And so, of course, today I have another special podcast for you. And so... As I always say, after you listen to this podcast, please tell a friend, tell a foe, heck, tell everybody you know to download Station B.O.B., the podcast where we provide content to make good people better and sad people glad. And sometimes we may even make you mad, but that's not our goal. But if we can stir up the juices and get you thinking, get you feeling about something, then I think that I've done my job. And so let's go into the topic now. And I think I would be remiss as a podcaster if I did not talk about the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock that was seen and felt around the world. You know, I tend to not want to get in the business of others or the business of things, but some things, doggone it, by golly, there are just some things that need to be talked about. And so for this podcast, we're going to talk about the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock seen around the world. <laughs> Oh, man, is that the way we feel? Well, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. 
And we know that that Will Smith is a better person and a better man for that. And he's he, and he has done some great work over the years, starting with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But nevertheless, excuse me, nevertheless, we have to talk about Will Smith. And as I said, the slap heard and uh, seen and felt around the world. So, but first, before I talk about Will Smith, I think the first question is, was, was, is Jada Pinkett Smith, his wife, was she a damsel in distress? Like, in other words, was she in need of being rescued or saved by Will Smith as he was, uh, as Chris Rock was cracking jokes about her? I mean, she may not have enjoyed or appreciated the jokes, but was she in need? Was she in need of her man to rescue her? I think that's what we, let's, let's just go further with this. Because I think the answer to that question is a resounding no. Now, I don't know Jada Pinkett personally, as many of us don't. But I do know the images that she, you know, that she depicts of herself as a strong woman, as a strong person. And I've seen a few of her roles in sitcoms and and in movies, and she is always depicted in a strong kind of upward mobile position. And I respect that and appreciate her. So we're going to talk about Jada for a minute. And so, as I said, do you think she needed to be rescued by her man? So when she debuted on the sitcom, A Different World, in size, height, and weight-wise, she was probably the smallest character, at least the smallest featured character in the cast of characters on that show. However, her character, she she was Lena James, I believe her her character's name was on a different world, the that sitcom. She had she was the she had the littlest body stature, but she had the biggest and strongest personality. And it was clear to me that her strong posture on that show transcended her character. Like, in other words, she was not acting. That strong individual, that strong spirit that she displayed, that was who she really is. You know, she seemed to be, like, naturally in character as she played the role of Lena James on a different world just seemed to be brimming over with with confidence and good self esteem, and not and not to mention that she is from Baltimore, Maryland, and she is a Virgo. I said, and she's a Virgo because I'm a Virgo my, myself, so I know about the inner strength of the Virgo because the Virgos Virgos are tough. I know because, as I said, I am a Virgo. And not only is she from Baltimore, Maryland, well, if you know about Baltimore, I don't want to throw no shade out there, but that's one of the roughest cities, one of the roughest cities in these United States. But also, 
let me mention, while she was growing up in Baltimore, she met one Tupac Shakur at some special, you know, gifted and talented program that they were enrolled in, you know, as teenagers. And they became the best of friends. Now, again, I don't know Jada Pinkett at all personally. I'm just speaking about, you know, some information that I researched and came across. And, 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 and I just wanted to point out that, you know, she projects as a, you know, straight up proud type of individual. And as I said, she became friends, good friends with Tupac Shakur. And from what I understand, because of her strong sense of self, in other words, Jada, Jada Pinkett ain't no punk. And you see, although, you know, um, this was just a, a, a movie, the movie that she starred in, set it off. Hopefully, some of you or most of you might be even familiar with that movie. She played one of, I believe, four, three or four bank robbers with Queen Latifah and uh, Vivica Fox. And there was another young lady whose name uh, escapes me at the time. But anyway, Jada Pinkett was a notorious bank robber where she was fearless and she brought her character to life in that movie, set it off. In addition, this is, this is, you know, all in the movie. There were three or four bank robbers, women bank robbers. And they were, they were, they were successfully robbing these banks in these movies. And every now and then they would get shot at and get a little, you know, touched up and their scraps to get out of the bank. But in the end, in the end, Jada Pinkett's character, which I don't know her name, she got away. She was the only one that not only got away with, you know, some of the money that she took, but also the other characters, of course, were taken down, either incarcerated or eliminated, eradicated by the police and, you know, and the various shootouts that they had in these scenes. And so my point though is that Jada Pinkett was the only character who got away in, in that movie set it off. It was a pretty good movie. But I just say all of this to say that she has been, you know, strong in all of her roles. And she is no damsel in distress. She's a proud woman who I would say did not need Will Smith to come to her rescue. Now I saw something on social media recently where she said that she is not the kind of woman that needs protecting from a man. Now that's a quote. And I believe her. You see, based on what I have seen and what I just described to you about, you know, her, innate strength and, and stand-up personality and all of the positive, you know, kind of stand-up roles that she plays. Heck, <clears throat> she told her husband on social media, which was viewed by millions, that she cheated 
on him by having an entanglement with another man. Now, I think any woman that could tell her man that she cheated on him, that's a woman filled with courage. And then she even ratcheted it up by calling it an entanglement. That makes you wonder, well, what the hell is an entanglement, Jada? Anyway, I believe if she thought Chris Rock needed to be slapped, I think Jada Pinkett would have slapped him herself. Because as I said, Jada Pinkett is no punk. And with that said, it seems to me that this is this this incident was a terrible act of violence that Will Smith carried out when he slapped Chris Rock on national television at the Academy Awards. And with that said, I want to point out that I don't think that was about Will Smith. I don't think that was about him defending his wife or should I say his damsel in distress, Jada's, Jada Pink, excuse me. I think that was all about Will Smith rescuing himself from one of his childhood issues. And, you know, as I always say, if we don't, if we do not resolve or reconcile with our childhood issues, they will come with us to our adult relationships. Now, you might ask, Dr. Rob, what do you know about Will Smith's childhood issues? And the answer to that question would be that I do not know about all of Will Smith's childhood issues, but Will Smith just put out his, his book entitled Will. And in his book, he talks about what is actually one of his childhood issues. And that is what I will be discussing momentarily because I, I have an interesting twist that I can put on that that I like to share with you. And so when we come back on the other side of the promo, we'll pick up the discussion. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. All right, now, welcome back. 
And as I was saying just before I stepped aside to let the promo in, is that I think the action taken by Will Smith when he smacked Chris Rock, I you know, although in his mind it was an act to I guess defend, stand up for his wife, Jada Pink Jada Pinkett. However, I believe that Will Smith uh, probably displaced some anger, some, you know, pertaining to an, to an issue that I referred to earlier as one of his childhood issues that I learned about that he talks about in his latest book, Will. Okay, and so let me just jump right on that. So Will Smith, you know, he talked about, you know, he talks about in his book how he considers himself to be a coward. As so he reported this in his new book, Will. He says, I believe mistakenly and sadly, I'm no actually this is me really. This is my belief that I think it's a mistake on his part and it's very sad that he considers himself a coward because he states in his book that when he was nine years old, he stood by and watched his father punch his mother in the face and and her head hit the wall. And so sadly for Will Smith, this is this is, you know, these, these are his words where he considers himself to be, to be a coward because he did not stand up to his father at that time. So Will Smith was nine years old and his account of the story was that his father punched his mother in the face, her head hit the side of the wall and as his father was physically assaulting and abusing his mother, he felt bad and he his position is that he was a coward because he did not stand up to defend his mother. He did not get in the way and, and stand up to defend his mother by standing up to his father. Now that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty serious situation. That I mean, if you you look at it, Will Smith, I think he's a, a approximately six feet tall, six feet and two inches tall. So at the time that his father is physically assaulting his mother, Will Smith is nine years old. So I guess it might be safe to say that his father could could have been six feet or taller. And so at nine years old, in the middle of an assault, uh, an act of abuse, that's no place for a nine-year-old to stand up to their father or whoever that man is, unless you're going to call the police or something like that, because that would not have been good for, for, for Will Smith. But I want to say that, I do not feel bad for him in a situation where he stood up for his wife 
as she was the subject of Chris Rock's jokes. And somehow, you know, I, I think that he used that situation to replace the situation where he did not stand up to his father. So I want to say, Will Smith, if you are listening, which I know that you're not, but perhaps one day you may listen to Station B.O.B. And you should know that you were not or are not a coward because you did not stand up to your father in the heat of the moment as he was beating on your mother. I just, you know, this is just, if if Will Smith was in front of me right now, or if he was listening to this podcast, that is what I would say to him. I would also say, Will Smith, you you need to know at nine years old that <clears throat> that is all you could have done was stand by. If you would have tried to defend or stand up to your father, an abusive man, more than likely you would have been punched or smacked and your head would have, would have crashed up against the wall as well. As I, and as I said, if, if Will, Will, if you're six foot two, I guess it's a a good probability that your father might be the same height or taller. And I would imagine that your father would have no special concern for you had you stepped in the middle of that abusive encounter that your mother was experiencing. And I think it's safe to say that you you should not have stood up to your father. You should that's I'm going to say that again that you should not have tried to stand up to your father because more than likely he was too big, you were too small at 9 and your mother was defenseless. Now, I'm just not talking to be talking because I I am doing the podcast and I'm talking because this is really, you know, this, this is where it gets personal for me because this is the part of the podcast where I'm talking about, you know, what Will Smith was really, what I believe he was really doing just from a psychological perspective that he considers himself as a coward when he at nine years old, because he did not stand up to his father who was abusing, physically abusing his mother. And I think that was just bad judgment on Will Smith's part. But not only is that bad judgment, he internalized that and he has carried that with him. He says this in his book. He has carried that thought of him being a coward up to this day since he was nine years old. And so I just want to say to Will Smith, I want to tell you my story, Will Smith, about that. Because when 
when I was probably seven or eight years old, around that, that age, I think I was younger than you, although I'm older than you, but what I'm saying is I was younger than you when I woke up to the the, the sound of my mother fighting with her boyfriend, her living. She had, you know, over time before she passed away, we had, you know, she had two boyfriends that wound up living with us at different time periods. But during that time, I remember in both instances, waking up to the sound of the walls banging, boom, 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 hearing furniture scratch. And as a child, that is scary, confusing, and not to mention that you wake up to that. You don't know if you're dreaming or if this is real. You understand? You feel me? And so I don't know what time of day or night that you witnessed that with your father, but what I'm saying as a nine-year-old child, it wouldn't have been a damn thing you could have done to your father. And because you did not do anything, you are not a coward. And I, my, my only hope is that with all you're going through now, as a result of what you did to Chris Rock, is that you have time to reflect on that and think about that. Okay, so as I was saying, that I too stood by. I didn't watch. I didn't even have enough courage to go to the room. It's just that my mother's bedroom was right next to my room. So when, you know, the, the banging on the walls was like as if they were standing in the same room with me. So I heard it. I was awakened by it. And as I said, this happened more than once where I heard the banging and bumping on the walls. Now, I told you how young I was, but at that age, I was scared and I didn't have a, you know, you saw what happened to your mother. I didn't even have the courage, if you will. I don't even want to say courage because at nine years old, six years old, what what are you going to do about that? I mean, really? And so I remember just crying out loud from my room, hoping they would hear me yelling stop and and I'd be crying and you know it, it it the violence didn't last long and to be honest with you there was definitely a physical altercation happening in my mother's bedroom but I don't know that she was getting beat on I she may have been fighting back because that was a long time ago, but I I don't ever remember hearing her screaming or asking for help. Okay, she might have been holding holding it down on her end. <laughs> to be honest with you, my mother was no joke. So, but the point is, is that she was involved in a physical altercation with a man, and as I said, I would I woke up and I would cry out, yelling and screaming, "Stop! Stop!" And like I said, I was afraid, um, but I realized there was just nothing I could do. I didn't even think to do anything. I was more hoping that they would would stop 
as opposed to thinking about what I could do. But not once in my life have I ever considered myself a coward because I didn't stand up to um, my mother's boyfriends at that time. I mean, I was too young to be a coward, I guess. I don't know. Is there is there a certain age to become a coward or not? Be? I don't know. But I know one thing, that neither one of us, not you, not me, the only thing we could do is call the police in that, in that scenario. But in my house at that time, we only had one phone. And that was a, a a rotary phone, and it more than likely it was in my mother's room or the living room. This was eons before the cell phone. Now, if I had my cell phone, you know, I would have just, you know, dialed the popo on on speed dial. But I didn't have my cell phone, and there was no such thing as speed dial when this was happening. Okay, so I had to stand by and and let it happen. So I just want you, when you listen to this podcast one day, I just want you to know that you were no coward. As a matter of fact, you know, I I would say that you were more of a coward to go up on that stage or national TV to think that you're defending your woman and smack. Chris Rock, that was more cowardly than being a nine-year-old standing by watching your, your your mother get physically abused by your father, okay? Let that go, bruh, because there was absolutely, unequivocally, nothing you could have done as a nine-year-old child in the midst of a terrible act of violence being inflicted upon your mother by your father. Like me, you are no coward for that. Let that go, Will Smith. Let that go. Make amends to yourself for that, for even shortchanging yourself and considering yourself a coward at the age of nine. You, you knew damn well you shouldn't have got involved in that situation with your father, and that's why you didn't. You were smart. You were not a coward because whether you would have been brave or coward, your father would have knocked the shit out of you, brother. Serious. That would have been it. I don't, you know, abusive men, abusive people, they don't take the time to decipher, oh, that's an old lady. Oh, he's a sick man. Oh, oh, that's my little son. Ain't he so cute? Now you get the shit smacked right out of your mouth. Pow! So you did the right thing, my brother. You did the right thing. So I think you need to make amends with yourself about that scenario. You are no coward for not standing up to your father. You need to make amends with yourself. You need to make amends with Chris Rock. I'm I'm just suggesting, I'm sure you've heard this already a thousand times, a thousand. You need to reconcile or, or make amends with Jada and the rest of the world and come on back and be that guy we came to love and know as the Fresh Prince of Ballet, a.k.a. also known as Will Smith. Now, for the record... 
I did not provide this account of Will Smith's issue to let him off the hook. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm not. This is not an an attempt on my part to to let Will Smith off the hook for what he did to Chris Rock. I did that to point out to you how you and him and me and our childhood to just to help us understand that our our childhood issues can and will come into play in our adult lives. We must acknowledge them, recognize them because they, if you don't reconcile with these issues, because we all have issues. I mean, just stop playing. Okay. I mean, there's some people walking around, you know, I guess, you know, uh, totally filled with joy and happiness because they, nothing terrible happened to them. They never seen domestic violence. They've never been abused sexually or physically. God bless them. And I've never been abused sexually or physically, but I've seen some doggone domestic violence, or at least I heard the domestic violence from, from my room. Oh my God. Okay. So, with that said, I, I didn't talk about this in a way to support Will Smith or to let him off the hook. I just really wanted to bring it up how I believe he displaced his, you know, regret, his anger, or whatever his feelings were. He he transferred those feelings from his childhood experience to that adult life experience in regarding that encounter with Chris Rock. And it's just good to be aware of, of what our issues are and what's going on. We need to be, you need to be aware of you. Okay. I'm talking to you, the listening audience. You need to be aware of you. Know what makes you tick understand yourself that's very important because see will smith he made he made a terrible mistake but we are human and to be human is to err in other words to be human is to make mistakes and the hope of course is that we learn from our mistakes so that we do not make the same mistakes again and you know the funny thing about our mistakes is that we learn our best lessons from the mistakes we make. And I'm just saying that's funny because nobody wants to make mistakes, but it's almost like that's, it's not like it is a part of living, a part of growing up. You make mistakes. You, you don't know everything. We don't know everything. We do not have all the answers. And sometimes we can get the answer. We don't even ask for the answers. And so we make mistakes. But what's important, what is best is that we learn from our mistakes so we do not make the same mistakes twice. You know, before I could make good fried chicken, I made bad fried chicken. Okay, it took a while, but now, now I got Bob's Crispy Fried. That's how my chicken looks. No, as a matter of fact, it has evolved from Bob's Crispy Fried to Bob's Golden Brown Crispy Fried. Uh-huh, y'all didn't know Dr. Rob could cook. Now, I'm getting off topic here, but I just thought I'd share that, that I used to make mistakes while I was cooking, and now I'm a good cook. And so, on that note, 
This is a wrap on the topic regarding the slap scene and felt around the world. Until we meet again, my friend. Thank you for letting me into your space today, spending time with me. I enjoyed the time I spent with you, and hopefully you enjoyed the time you spent with me. And in parting, as I always say, love is an action, not a word, and it's not supposed to hurt. Peace in the Middle East and in Ukraine as well. Until we meet again, my friend, I'll talk to you later. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.